0: very difficult for Manchester United to stop that. What do you want them to do? Come out and deny every single link. With 22 links to different players on one day last week alone. Subscribe now
1: to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app.
2: The Saturday Panel on Off The Ball. And you're welcome back to Off The Ball Saturday on News Talk. John Duggan with you through until 5 o'clock this evening. Now, this is a Saturday Panel as the Gaelic Players Association mark Pride 2022 by hosting a GPA Pride Breakfast and participation in Dublin's Pride Parade in support of the LGBTQ community. Now, to speak about how intercounty players are showing their colours... To get behind the LGBTQ community, we're delighted to be joined by the former All Ireland winning hurler with Cork and Pundit, Donal Cusack, All Ireland winner with Cork and dual player, Hannah Looney, and Michael Dar McCauley, the Chief Impact Officer of the Human Collective and the 2013 Footballer of the Year with Dublin. Donalo, Hannah, and Michael Darry, you're very welcome to Off the Ball Saturday.
1: Thank you very much, John.
2: Um, Hannah, we'll start with you. There's now an equality, diversity and inclusion manager with the GPA, Gemma Begley. So to start, perhaps you can talk about the Pride Breakfast, the progressive steps the GPA has been taking to support the LGBTQ community.
3: Yeah, look, it's brilliant. This year, I think uh, the GPA have really taken uh, the Pride campaign by storm to see where it's come from maybe a couple of years back when there was only a handful of representatives um, supporting Pride. Now it's there's representatives all around the counties, um, straight allies especially, which is just super, super important this year. Um, and it's just, it's just really, really great. And you know, I think everyone's looking forward to the Pride breakfast tomorrow and there'll be a huge turnout again for that. Um, and it's just, you know, as a person from a personal perspective, being part of the community, it's just brilliant to see.
2: Don't Log, what have your observations been around inclusion when it comes to sexuality since you came out over a decade ago?
1: So I suppose, John, we like, we, it, it, it's probably that, that challenge that you always think that, you know, on one level, you'd imagine that society has moved on. But then if you look at some of the realities of it, you know, in terms of from a sporting point of view, you know, how many out, especially on the male side of the game. And I think that's a thing that's, Confusing, challenging at times in terms of wondering why that the, the female game appears much more advanced and mature in, in in that in that space, and it's been one of the real learnings, if you like, for the for the GPA, given the merger of both the Women's Gaelic Players Association and the Gaelic Players Association. That that's that's in fact the way, and um, and it's um, you know you look to other sports as well. It's not not only on our own island here. You look at even big sports in the US or. Some of the biggest sports that are closest to us, John. Look at the Premiership, right? So there's, you know, there's no out gay player in the Premiership. So it obviously says that there's, there, is, there is an issue there. I was reading David Goff, Don Logue, uh,
2: the intercounty referee, and he's spoken in the recent days about this. He says it's a bit sad that males in Gaelic games have not found a comfortable space yet in terms of coming out. He said that they are there, they're, they're in the community. He spoke about a very real fear, a very irrational fear, a fear about exclusion, a fear about body image, showering with other males and what they're perceiving, which none of that comes to any fruition. Do you agree with the sentiment? And why do you think inter-county players are not coming out? Is it, is it male attitudes generally?
1: Well, just mention on David, like, I think he's been a, a fantastic advocate, role model, you know, I think that he, um, you know, in terms of what he's doing from a, a visibility point of view, right? And I think that's very, very important, Sometimes I wonder, John, is it is it is it is it something to do with the dressing room? Is it that, you know, that those discussions that at times can happen in the dressing room, is there still a kind of a, a toxic masculinity exists in, 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 in certain dressing rooms? I'd have to say from my own experience, when I when I came out with Cork, I, I did not sense any issue. I I I didn't think there was going to be an issue, to be honest, because there was good people around me and and the way they responded was was what I would have expected of them. And and I would say also that if, if any of them had a problem with it, I would have felt it was more of an issue that they had rather than anything to do with me. I would have felt very strongly about that um it's sometimes I wonder maybe maybe do male players not want to leave the pack do they you know is there just a safety a safety in that um like David said, like there's plenty out players um within within the GA right it's just that maybe they don't feel comfortable enough maybe to come out publicly and who says what's right or wrong you know people don't have to come out publicly if they don't want to 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 do that that's very much their own prerogative um but what i would say in in addition to that then that it's role models are so important and visibility is so important for young i think of young and old john when i'm having this conversation with anybody i think uh, i think of young people who will look up to these people who you know if you can't see it you can't be it but I always am conscious not to leave the old people behind as well, because over the years since I came out, I've had many discussions with old and young, and it's, it's one of the ones that's always struck me, and it's mainly through sporting connections that I have these conversations, that there are many people in the association as a whole who've never been able to, to live their life the way they wanted to live it for just whatever fear or you know, weight or worries that they have around, around their sexuality.
2: Now, that's a good point, Don Logan. Michael, Dara, maybe talk to us about the Human Collective, the organisation you're involved in and why you got involved in the campaign to showcase support for the LBGTQ community among all GA Intercounty players, not just those directly in the community.
0: Um, hi, John. Uh, thanks for that. Yeah, look, I suppose from the Human Collective point of view, i I, I not real interest, to be honest with you, getting involved in a cloud brand. Um, but uh, how I got involved was because... They they were looking to link up with some of the kind of charity partners that I was working with from my day job in inner city, and um, so I suppose look I've, I've been very I'm very conscious of the whole kind of diversity inclusion thing, which is the whole ethos behind behind that brand, and um, but I think I think it's it, it's a huge factor, and it's something like like we like to be kind of proud of the GA and I uh, think I think we like we like to boast about it, and I, I think that this is this, this is the biggest thing we, we we kind of need to get right now, and I, I think there's a. Uh, there's huge strides made and I, I, but I, I think there's, there's still kind of there's still a lot of room to go on it so I think um, I, I think everyone's kind of making making steps towards it. this this kind of collaboration that GPA coming out being at the, at the forefront of this is huge and we want to like we want to make a big statement uh, even, even tomorrow and going forward uh, about inclusivity and I talked to Donald, Donald before about this and it's I, I suppose the want is that any any young boy young girl teenager feels comfortable in a dressing room and uh, no matter what their sexuality is, 13, 14, whatever age they are, that, that they feel comfortable uh, looking, up, looking up the line that, that the GA is a place for them. And I suppose that's, that these are all kind of baby steps towards making that happen. There was a survey that we did with uh, the GPA
2: news talk, Michael Dara about um, people coming out. And 99% of GPA players would support a teammate if they did come out. Now, I spoke to a former Republic of Ireland international soccer star who details like a no holds barred nature of the dressing room the male culture the bants the banter sometimes that going over the line did you experience that in GA dressing rooms was that comparable from a soccer to a GA situation
0: yeah I, I think it's funny and, it's, and it's, it's not straightforward I think like as as that information said if someone if someone came forward and put themselves forward I, I, any dressing room I think I've been in the team would wrap their arms around that person, one hundred percent. I like, I, I genuinely believe that. But I, I will also say that that there is some of that toxic masculinity has been passed on from generations, not not out of badness, just just out of. Out of some people just not understanding language and then the effects that has with language. So uh, I, I, even like I, I didn't I didn't want to take my own my own point of view on I was ch- I was doing a small bit of work with um, Miguel Erica, the the LGBT Q Club, uh, which are based playing football at the moment. So and I, and I was chatting to some of them about 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 their experiences, like and I was like, so when you were like, did you feel comfortable in the dressing room? And, and, and the answer was, and, and this is coming from people in their thirties now. They are saying when, when they were when they're young teenagers. They they didn't really feel like like they belong there, so I suppose like this is this is a part of that conversation. Like and and there's more to it now, and they've kind of come back within the GAA, um. But I think I think there's there's some room to improve. But now we like pat ourselves on the back in GAA, but I but I think definitely within the dressing room, there's a little bit of work to do, on that. and that takes role models. It takes. Senior members being a bit braver. I think the, the, the younger younger generations coming up are a lot more clued into this sort of stuff. Uh, but I think, as, as Donald said as well, it's it's, it's kind of that education piece for, for younger and for older to 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 really kind of get a hold of this stuff.
2: Did you think in the past, Michael Dar, when you think back 10 years, 15 years, that there might have been banter, that maybe might have been a little bit, when you think about it now, hmm, that might have been a bit out of line. And maybe you wouldn't bring it out to the street, but it's just part of the culture of addressing her.
0: Yeah, look, like it, it is. And I, and I thought about this and I thought about this from my own point of view, even like as a, and I don't know if you had these moments, but I've kind of looked back on like moments as a teenager when I was 14 or 15 and you see some young fella just getting bullied or some, and, 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 and like I have a couple of instances in my head that just stood out and I just wasn't comfortable enough with myself to be able to stand up for that person. I knew full well that was wrong. That should not have happened. But but I hadn't found myself yet. So I, I, I still wanted to be a part of the pack. So I, I wasn't willing to able to call that, that person out. But I, I, like, I, think, like, like now, like, hundred percent. Like, I don't know how many of these conversations I've had with people uh, about language and its importance. And you'll still get that. Look, look, the, 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 the still, like, will you, like, if, if, if you're trying to have a conversation with someone, I oh, well, you shut up talking about that, blah, 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 PC, blah, blah, blah. Like, you get that sort of stuff sometimes. But it's like, I, like, I, like, I, I, I genuinely believe language is important on that. And I think it, it's about those people within within different dressing rooms. And, and, and it, it could be hard for like the minor coming up to senior and try, trying to come up and, and, and trying to teach uh, a teach fellow who's been there 10 years about the importance of language. But uh, look, I think those, those little micro interactions as they happen are, are huge for the GA and they kinda, if, if they can kind of happen across the board, it's, it, it can make a huge difference, yeah.
2: Hannah, when you came out, how did your teammates react to it? Were you nervous? Were, did you have any trepidation? Was it a significant step for you or was it was a straightforward? Uh, what was your experience?
3: Yeah, to be honest, overall it was a pretty, pretty great experience, a welcoming experience. You know, I suppose the biggest, the biggest obstacle for me was kind of self-acceptance and kind of figuring it out for myself. So that kind of happened over a couple of months. And you know, once I was comfortable in myself like initially speaking to my friends um, and family was quite daunting but you know once you get it out there it's just a total weight off my shoulders and like you know I have a distinct memory of what off coming out it was to my football friends and my camogie friends you know they're my closest friends it was in the middle of the season and you know they just took it in their stride and you know were there to support me in any way I needed because it was still, it was still a bit of a journey that I was going through. And so, you know, it's always been a welcoming environment for me. And I suppose, you know, when I look back, I think I was very fortunate because in Cork movie at the time, I had great role models in Ethan Murray and Gemma O'Connor and to be able to Talk to them and see how happy they were in their lives and living their true authentic selves, you know, made it a lot easier for me. So I think that's why it's so important um, that you need to keep having this conversation, not just in June, in Pride Month, you know, visibility needs to continue um, all throughout the year.
2: Yeah, we've seen Don Logue, like Leinster's Nick McCarthy this week coming out, receiving a huge amount of public support, Jake Daniels at Blackpool, the soccer player, the young guy. When you were um, making your decision, was there trepidation, was there worry? Perhaps maybe speak to us about the lead up to the
1: decision and then the reaction afterwards, Donald. John, I, I, I always believed that there wouldn't be an issue in, in, in our dressing room. I mean that. Uh, I, I, I felt I knew the players well enough. I felt I, I felt that I knew the type of people that they were. And like Ma- Michael Dara said it that you know any dressing room worth their salt would wrap their arms around a person in that type of situation. Or any other similar sort of situation, but the like it's it's very interesting. Listen to to Hannah and Michael Darrow talking there, and it, it it does strike me when discussing this that this really is a from a male point of view, it's a straight person's problem. It's not it's not the I I, I give you an example. Of what I mean, I I remember David Goff a couple of years ago, and I had such admiration for him. In terms of marching in the the, the, the behind the GA banner in the, the pride march, but I couldn't help thinking it's not up to David. David has no problem with his sexuality. He's 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 happy in his own skin. This is a straight person's problem to uh, to sort out. So I just wanted to, to to make that point on that. And going back to my own point of uh, experience, no, didn't 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 experience anything there. Didn't um, I? I Language is a very interesting one, right? I'll give you a, I'll give you an example. I remember a player, right? We call him John. We were talking about a situation during a game. And he, during the conversation, he said, um, ah, that's gay, right? No, do I, I knew John. John was, is, is a good person, right? Do I think he meant that in any harmful way or derogatory way? I don't believe he did. But when he said that to me, he obviously apologized, right? In, in, in the dressing room and said, look, I didn't mean anything by that. And I said, John, I know you didn't mean anything by that, but think about this. You're a laoch in your own club, right? You're a hero in your place. So imagine when you, or if you use that type of language, if a young boy or a young girl that hears you talking like that, what would be the impact on them? And I think so, you know, to try and back up what what, what Michael Dara is saying, I think we've still got a, a journey to go for people just to maybe to be aware of, of of the importance of language and where it's used. Remember, I remember a couple of years ago when... Um, Right. There was such, uh, Michael Dara, like, when Joe Brennan, right, when he, when he when he spoke at on the steps of, the, of Crow Park and he spoke about you know the boyfriends and girlfriends, it had a huge impact on a lot of people because a lot of people made that comment to me that they were so happy to to hear him making that statement. So we've a long way to go, but I think it's 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 small steps like that can be can be so powerful, John, in turning around that that you know that that situation that we can find in dressing rooms. Yeah don't look, that just sounds utterly subconscious to what that gentleman said to you utterly subconscious he, he didn't even he didn't even realize what he was saying when he said it to you that's it and that's why that's why when i hear about language it always, and michael darrow said it he he wasn't even thinking that was exactly it and that's why i kind of wanted and he actually spoken to me about it since that it was really a kind of a if you like a really good experience for him because he was always conscious of it and was always conscious when he was around groups of people and it I think you know a lot of people would ask me, well, what can I do? What can I, you know, be a coach, a teammate, what can I do to make the environment more friendly? Any person worth their salt wants people bringing their whole selves to the to the jail, bring their whole selves into the into the dressing room. And one of those areas for me is 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 around language and communication, even coaches. I always say it with, with younger players, they mightn't talk about it, they might mention it, but if they'll hear the coaches or leaders in the dressing room making comments around, you know, partners or girlfriends or boyfriends and being inclusive, I guarantee you their, their, their radar is up for it. Prejudice Stone Logue. Did you experience much of it after you came out? Not really. I, 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 I'd I have to say, and I, I'm fierce careful, John, right? I had a great experience. Like Hannah, my, my experience has been very good, right? And I'm always conscious that that hasn't been the experience of everybody yeah I had a couple of bad situations maybe and you know it's well documented one day in Turles that a, had had a, a person with a, a megaphone that was you know shouting when I was on the megaphone in Turles in the full stadium out taking a free we all know what happens in a lot of stadiums when you're when you're taking a you free and as low as anything the amount of abuse that he could give towards me he gave towards me but I, I always firmly believed that that was more a reflection of what was going on in, in that man's head, John, than anything that that, that I was doing. And um, so I've had a couple of instances of it, but very conscious that I almost didn't want to give those in instances more credence than they deserved yeah. in case I'd be, you know, in any way, in any way, I I'd always hate to think that, you know, if you did make a big deal of those things, that maybe a younger person would say, right, well, maybe that's not for me. But then again, I also notice that you've got a duty to to talk about it and, and, and to call it out when it happens, also. Sledging, was that ever an issue, Donalogue, from opponents? Rarely. I, I I mean this. If an opponent, I I do remember one or two, right, I'd start laughing at them, honestly, because if they were on to me about that, they weren't concentrating what was going on in the game. And I, I was obviously in their head. And I, I remember, again, funnily enough, it was in Turles when I was on the. I was um I, I was on the line and, and one player did have a go off me and uh and I remember there was a person from Crow Park actually approached me afterwards and said, Look, do we do we need to take this further? And I said, I said a couple of things. I actually don't think they meant anything really bad by it. And i also don't want to to put more weight on it. I said, because I, that's not been my experience in, in general as being a an an out player or being a, an out coach or you know, so so conflicting at times John I would say in terms of wanting to talk about uh, experiences like that but also being very strong in that my experience in the G has been very very good and Hannah was, was
2: sledging that was ever a prejudice that you have ever experienced in the women's game
3: no not at all similar to Donalogue um, you know my experience has been very very good and I um, appreciate that I'm in a fortunate position to say that uh, and as, as I say the biggest challenge for me was just coming to terms with my sexuality myself. And once I ticked that box, everything else seemed to fall into place
2: And um, after that. Basketball is something I know you, you're, you're, you have a love for Michael Dara. And when I see Steve Kerr, the Golden State Warriors coach coming out and, you know, being so passionate about gun violence and as a role model, being able to make a difference in the past, a bill in the United States Congress uh, this week about gun violence and, and safety. Um, I just think it's important for everybody, all sports people as, as you're doing with this campaign with a, uh, all inter-county players showing their colours to for role models to say look you know uh, we're, we're, we're standing with the, this community and um, we want to have an environment where everybody can be themselves
0: yeah yeah 100% look I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm really sick of talking about role models I'm, I'm kind of constantly on about it like I, I think it's huge in every walk of life and and in a city where I'm working there, like I had good role models. My my dad went to college, my brother and sisters went to college. And people some like and went on and, and, and were, were were productive and we had offers to play at different sports clubs. And so some of the children and youths that I'm working with on a day-to-day level, they just don't have that. I didn't realize that they didn't have the lucky opportunities that I had. And and because they just it's just not the done things. They just don't understand that. Because they didn't have those role models, which I was lucky to have. And that's what I am trying to do through that campaign. But it, but it's huge. When we talk about this, like the visibility in the GA, which is, it's, it's madness. Like it is madness, like the, of the visibility, particularly within the male game at the moment. And you saw like even when, when Nick McCarthy came out um, about it, like he said, he was inspired by Josh Cavallio and Nassib, the the NFL player, and like, and that was all like against that against that visibility part of it, um, and and the same thing, even like this, it, it trickles down that that, that uh, Jay Daniels, who more recently came out, uh, said that he he was inspired uh, through uh, Josh as well. So I suppose I suppose that that's kind of what what it takes. And look, Steve Kerr it was. Was amazing. I think everyone was kind of moved by that speech because he was he was he was he he was thoughtful. He was it was backed up with with information, and and you could just tell he's authentic and he cares about this. He's not trying to win votes, which is what it all comes down to in America. He, he he's just passionate and believes about that. So I think that's yeah, I think that's huge when you find these role models where we're just passionate about something and believe in something that that hopefully like that message kind of crosses over a few barriers. Yeah, and, and similar to the Woody Harrelson thing as well. We're saying that Woody Harrelson, what's um, um read his book as well. What's his name? Matthew McConaughey. Um, guess, when, he, when, yeah. when, when he spoke on the, on the steps. And he, he like he, he has a big Southern Republican uh fan base as well. And when he gives that like unbelievably passionate speech about gun violence, then if a few of the the people who are so polarized into believing one way can realize Jesus maybe maybe there is something to this whole 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 gun law uh carry on. So Look, I, I think, I think it's, it's a huge, a huge part. Of we're going to need more of them in the, in the GA coming up, and, and people being passionate about it. And like, and, and you always think of that, like the, that kind of shut up and dribble piece by that the LeBron uh, was, was told, uh, and. And, and he's just gone on to do amazing things like and, and, and being so much more than a sports person as well so uh, I, th- I think the more these people more of these role models who kind of believe in something and are, are authentic about what they believe in uh, the better and I, I think that's that's a real way that, that sport makes a difference and sport can change people
2: it's a, it's a situation don't log where we want to get to a stage with this piece that it's not a big story when somebody comes out
1: Definitely, John. And I think it's an example of, it, it, it show, it's one of the areas that shows the difference between the female and the male games in that like it's, it's you saw last week with, 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 with Nick McCarthy, it seems such a, a big deal. Like from, from my understanding, there's, there's a lot more women come, up, come out, but it's just not seen as, as a big deal. So I think that's a, that's a perfect example. of. And in an ideal world, in an ideal world, of course, it'd be no big deal. In an ideal world, It'd be the last worry that people would have on their minds. Whenever I've spoken to to loads of um, uh, men and women about this, and and I always say to them, look, there's enough going on in life. There's enough problems out there. There's enough issues out there. This should not be one of those issues. This is just part of who you are. It's like, you know, when you you talk about Hannah, Hannah is a camogie player that her sexuality comes second. I I was a hurler who happened to be gay, not a gay hurler. It's, it's one part of who we are, right? And with a lot of people still, unfortunately, it's a weight that they carry around with them. And it's, it's one of those things that shouldn't be on their mind There shouldn't be a, a weight that they have to carry around with them. So it's hopefully we'll get there some stage, John, but there's still a way to go away. Uh, how do
2: you think, Hannah, the education piece is around uh, LGBTQ in schools, for example, in colleges? Could more be done there, do you think?
3: Yeah, definitely. Um, I guess like if I look back to my time in school, I can't remember it ever being discussed as a topic, to be honest. Um, and then in college, you know, similar similar. And I guess I suppose it was because I didn't think I was a part of the communities at the time that I didn't go looking for these resources. And I suppose when it was time to kind of go looking for these resources, I guess um there, there wasn't resources there available. So I think it's definitely a piece that needs to be just constantly in conversation and, you know, striving to get to that place where it's not a big deal. And the more we talk about it and the more we support each other um, is how we will get there eventually, you know? Because if we look at, you know, people who came out 25 years ago had a lot tougher experience than me coming out five years ago so where are we going to go in five years time 10 years time hopefully it will keep keep getting better and better and more people will be more educated you know when we look at pe- my parents have less education about it all than than I have and, and vice versa so hopefully the next generation coming through um, it'll be less of a big deal as we go on but I think that education piece um needs to start from the GAA at this inter county level at the GPA um, has started and it needs to progress right right into the clubs right into the grassroots because i suppose the clubs are very traditional in in a lot of state in a lot of ways and you know to get that education out there as much as possible um, is very important
2: well, it is true, as O'G said at the very start of the conversation, that like GA players are not coming out in the in the in the male sphere. And Michael Dara, like I'm straight, uh, not that that's relevant really, but um, it's just the awareness of our behaviour and awareness of what we say. And like when I look at the club game, sometimes there's a different issue. I see scraps in the club game and I think, you know, sometimes they're disgraceful. And, you know, we need to be more aware of these kind of incidents or we need, more, we need to be more aware of... Stuff we'd say in the sideline when we're heating at club games that are completely out of line. And this might have nothing to do with, um, you know, sexuality or whatever. But I think there's an awareness piece that people need to be to step back a bit and, 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 and wait a few seconds before they um, let their passion out. And, and sometimes we feel that, oh, but, oh I'm out I'm of game. I can be passionate and then I go back on a Monday morning and I'm not like, that person because I have my outlet there. But sometimes and you could be saying things that uh, you don't know what you, how you're affecting another person. Yeah,
0: yeah. Look, hundred percent. I'm definitely not going to advocate for taking the passion out of the GA. Uh, we 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 want every every bit of that. But um, but yeah. Look, look. We we've all we've all been caught up in it. But like, uh, I I think uh, like uh, <laughs> I've been caught up in it many a time on, on on a GA pitch. Would you believe, um, being being, being the competitive nature uh, that I have. Um, uh, but 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 that's uh that that's part. But 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 I suppose what you kind of what you kind of getting at is that that the whole the whole kind of nasty side of it just just isn't an element of it. Like just I suppose that 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 you're kind of passionate about the game. And I suppose it's 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 where do, you, where do you draw that line in terms of um doing anything to win? Uh like 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 are you allowed to say anything to win? Are you allowed to like I, I, think, I think that's kind of a part of it, and um, so yeah. Look, I th- I, I think like the, the the passion in the GA definitely needs to stay, uh, but but obviously controlled. And it's it's look, I I, I think the club the will use the, the club is usually pretty much a mirror of the GA, and maybe sometimes like it's a kind of year or two behind us, and it kind of moves towards where, where the the county game is. So, um, I think it's good that the 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 G, or the senior in the county are taking the first steps on this because uh, as as kind of Don was saying, like like the, they're all the the legs for for their community and, and their clubs and and like and like what what Hannah does in her club carries weight and must what, whatever what, what what maybe I don't know if anyone listens to me anymore, but but if it maybe if whatever I said about volleyball world might, might carry a bit of weight. Uh, so I think that's that that's important, yeah. Yeah, and you also have like uh, role models like Caddy Harrington in the inner city,
2: and that's once again it's about might be about other things, but it's just. So important to have these people, like you yourself, Michael, talking today. look like uh, Hannah, um, we shouldn't be, as you say, uh, at the start. Uh, we shouldn't be just doing this on Pride Weekend, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, like, look, look, obviously, Kelly's an amazing one, um, and 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 it's great to have her out there, and she's the, she's the the best advocate for for a community and for for uh, young girls that that we could kind have of ever asked for um around the kind of 001 area um but, but we always say that as well not every not every kid can be a Kelly Harrington uh but but it's great to have those aspirations there that that like I guarantee you know girls feel welcome in boxing girls like maybe more so than the boys these days because the two biggest stars are are Katie and Kelly uh so so they 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 feel a part of that now like where where maybe 10 years ago that, that wasn't a thing. So uh, that's like even on on the on a just like on a kind of macro level, like like that's gonna have huge effects like like this. We can see it, like we tie in with all the boxing clubs, is there's, there's bigger numbers uh, signing up for, for the boxing clubs in the inner city, uh, particularly with the girls. And 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 that's all all down to what what that girl's doing and how she kind of represents herself. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's almost like uh, I was reading about Mo Salah and the discrimination, that uh, the dip in discrimination towards um, people of Muslim faith in Liverpool <laughs> was staggering um, given its popularity there. Um, Hannah, what do you want to see the future in terms of inclusion? Where do we need to get to and, and uh, in terms of our journey with it? Yeah, um, I guess
3: that's a, a very good question. Um, I suppose at the moment when I look at inclusion, in, we'll say, cork setups and Cork football setups. Let's just take Pride Month, um, for example. A lot of that will be driven by the out players in cork and Cork football. Um, and once once we drive it, like, for example... Myself and Ima Scali have done um, campaigns with Cork football the last couple of years around June. And once we get it up and running, everyone's on board, management players, everyone's on board. What can they do? What can they do to support? But, you know, it would be great to see that support coming from the Allies first day. And so that's what I'd love to see is it's just not coming from the out players that the Allies make themselves a bit more known from from the get go. And again, I suppose that ultimate goal is to get into that place where, where it's not a big deal. And I suppose we look at like LGBTQ plus community is only one part of the DNI picture. I think we all know the GA has a long, long way to go for um, incorporating all the different um, different ethnic groups, different religions, different races, you know? So we do have a lot of way to go, but I think um, the GPA campaign for pride here has been a great start to it. Just, just again, comparing where it was a couple of years ago when there was only a handful of people representing the GA. Now we have like, hundreds of people representing um, the GAA for Pride. So, you know, we just need to keep striving, keep forward, keep making those conversations um, in the dressing rooms, on the pitch. And, you know, it's really, really important for the Allies to get on board to make it um, more comfortable for people in the future to come out and, you know, be their true authentic selves. And as I said, I've had a brilliant experience um, with the GAA. It's out of all the different groups I'm involved in, be it work, school, studies... The GAA has always been an environment where I can be myself um, throughout the years, and I'm, I'm really grateful for that. So, you know, my experience has been very positive, but you have to be conscious that we have a long, long way and go, long, long way to go to make it inclusive for everyone.
2: And Don Logue, what would you
1: like to see the future to be in terms of inclusion? I was walking into Club Park this evening, John, right, for a for a couple of pictures, and I, I noticed the sign "Where We All Belong," and I think that was that's a really good, a really good u, u, use of language. And to make that real is, I think, what we're all working towards, where people can just bring their whole selves to the association, be who they are, and you know, live a live, live a fulfilling life that has sport make a, a very major part of that.
2: You'll be at the parade today don't look filled with colour and cracking it out.
1: I will indeed. I'm looking forward to it. There was a there was a, 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 a there's a big hurley um, in, in, in the parade colours and absolutely and proud of it. Proud of it John. Proud of, More proud really when I think of all the other players around the place the likes of David Goff the likes of Hannah the likes of Michael Dara, who's I know he's gotten plenty plenty praise over the years. We can't get enough praise in terms of the likes of listening to him speaking there and the importance of, I think we spoke about it earlier, that I do believe that the the straight men need to stand up here and be counted and not be depending on the likes of of, of David, if you like, to be the ones that are are flying the flag or, or carrying the flag in an effort to make the GA a place where we all belong. Well, I
2: think that a lot more of them will do that than won't, hopefully, Donal Oak.
1: and I think that's hopefully what we'll get to uh, in terms of getting to a good place on this. Agreed. And thank you, John, for having this discussion.
2: All right, Donal Ogun, Cusack, Hannah Looney, Michael Darmacoddy, thanks so much for your time today to speak about the GPA, Pride Breakfast, the parade itself, the support, uh, GA Interplanity players, all of them are given to Pride and the backing of the human collective for the campaign. Take care, folks. Speak soon.
3: Thanks so much, John. Thanks, John. Thanks, everyone. See you,
1: Anna. See you, Michael Dara. Saturday panel on Off the Ball.